The Midnight Podcast. Or should I say, Dreamcast? Responsibility, guys. You are tuned into Too High to Go Hell. This is a podcast, midnight podcast that I put out to creatively and open up discussions for spiritual health. Man, I believe spiritual health is the topic of the year that must be spoken about. So I want to use my platforms to do just that. Yeah. Um, Family, one word that's on my head this second that I must share with you is a word that the millennial generation know nothing about. Is a word that every religious and spiritual classroom will always have at the forefront of their teachings. But it still remains one of the most uh, underwhelmed studies when it comes to spiritual growth and spiritual enlightenment. And that word, can anyone guess what that word is? First and foremost. Can anyone guess what that word is? Just for bands. Just put one guess in the comments. Oh wait, can anyone guess what that word is? The most important word I believe when it comes to spiritual growth, but the most underwhelmed topic when it comes to spiritual growth. What do you think that is? Have a guess for me. Someone just amuse me for a second. Have a guess. What do you think that is? I can see some of you lot thinking right now. Hmm. It's 
a topic that not even I want to talk about. <laughs> it's a topic that I don't even want to talk about. Patience. Ooh, no. But, however, however, patience is absolutely vital for this thing. And I heard something yesterday. Once you realize that everything is now and everything's happening now, you realize you won't need patience. I thought that was kind of brilliant. The day you realize that everything is now is the day you realize you won't need any patience because you won't need to be patient because you will not be rushing to get anywhere because you are already everywhere that you need to be. So we've got resurrection. No. 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 But I like I, I really love that one and maybe we should talk about it at some point. What resurrection actually means. I don't want my creative mind is now floating off in that direction, so I don't even want to do that. But no. Glenn Rising and Kellen all big up. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Mm. No. The word is sacrifice. The word is sacrifice. Let me just do up dictionary real quick. Yes? Yeah. Sacrifice. Let's see. An act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to a deity yes uh, what else have we got here for sacrifice um, an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more Important or worthy That one's powerful I'm going to read it again Sacrifice An act of giving up something valued For the sake of something else Regarded as more important or worthy Yes What else have we got here for sacrifice? Uh, Offer or kill as a religious sacrifice Give up for the sake of other considerations. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. So. Hold on. Guys. Hope you are following me still. Sacrifice. That's one of the deepest things. For spiritual growth. That none of us, including myself, and I'm hoping you're seeing the level of uncomfortability I have right now, because it's just the truth, and the truth hurts, and the truth is uncomfortable, yes? It's not all pretty roses, it's not all, you know, firm, yes? We must look at this thing called sacrifice, yes? The offering of something that you love or hold dear for... The exchange of something greater and more purposeful in your life. That word is on my mind today because more and more I'm waking up to the realization that in order for me to sit in the position that I have envisioned for my life and for myself, which is to change the world, which is to live in heaven. And if heaven is my right and my responsibility, what am I holding on to right now that needs to be sacrificed in order to support that vision? In order to support that building of that which I have seen as a heavenly existence. 
nothing comes without sacrifice. Sacrifice also appears in many different ways, whether it be time, money, energy, your life, relationships. Yes, relationships, uh, habits, pleasures, bodily pleasures, mental pleasures, mental crutches, bodily crush crutches. Yes. Um, what else? What else? Sacrifice will appear to you in your life in different ways throughout your life for the rest of your life. And depending on your spiritual ambitions will depend also depend on the level of sacrifice that you will be called to make. You will know it. You will know it. And whether you choose to acknowledge it or not is a, diff- a whole different thing. You will know it. The sacrifices that you need to make. Because once you... Here's the thing about life. Guys, once you set your goal, your intention, your... Um, once you set your intentions in place, all your challenges come to you. Yes? As you design your, your best life, you are also designing your enemy. You're also designing your challenges. You're also designing um, your uh, necessary sacrifices to attain that which you have seen is your heaven. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And so, as I'm, I'm reading this book, right? Let me see. I don't know if I can even uh, find what I was looking at today. Uh, but one of the things that I picked up from reading this book this morning was if you can fall in love with divine law, right? And not go against divine law. Meaning, divine law... um, Hold on. Actually, I want to get this quote. Because this is actually very powerful. So I'm not going to misquote this book. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to read this for you lot, yeah? I should highlight it even. Alright, so... Watch this. Listen to this. This is... <laughs> you know, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with the fact that modern scientists or progressive scientists and spiritualists of the, of the European world are now starting to understand what has already been known in African cosmology. And every time I read these books that are very ancient and then I watch, you know, you know these very progressive spiritual channels by uh, Europeans and stuff, which are actually really good, but it just gets... I'm like, but you're just going back to what Africans showed you when you first met them. Anyway, so... Watch this. Man was given... Uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Alright, watch this. We live in a world governed by a web of interdependent and mutually related entities and events. The understanding of the totality and integration of these relationships is called divine law yes are you listening yeah meaning we live in a world 
of inter, a web of interdependent and mutually related entities and events. Okay, what do we mean, Mikhail? Like the sun going up and down, photosynthesis, oxygen from trees, carbon dioxide from humans, blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's all inter it's interdependent and webbed together. It's called divine law. Yeah, you get me so far. Nothing, therefore, in this world is free. That is unrelated or independent of something else or the whole. Meaning, I can be like, oh, that's just a tree. But that tree, in relation to divine law, is connected to everything else that surrounds it. Including me, including the sky, including the earth, including the animals, blah, blah, blah. I can also acknowledge that's a cat or that's a bird. That bird is also part of the system of divine law where the way the bird relates with the grass and the trees relates with me it all affects me it all affects how i live and experience this life you get me so far yeah so yeah that is called divine law now man's will listen man's will which is the potential to act the instrument through which choices are made is the only thing in the world that can initiate an act that flows outside of divine law. Yes? Okay, let me break that down. Man's will. So my will, yes, which is the potential to act, is the only thing, yes, that can go outside of divine law. Yes? Big up Danny MC. She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah? My will is the only thing that can go outside of divine law. Now, why is that? Why is that? Because man was given this freedom because we were made in the image and likeness of God. For the purpose of enabling God's full expression in the world. Yes? Now, uh, neo-spiritualists and scientists are coming to this very African understanding now. Yeah? And there's actually a very good page on YouTube uh, called Spirit Science. Amazing. Which breaks down a lot of this stuff that um, Africans talk about. And if you look at where they get their knowledge from, it's from Africa. But anyway... I digress. Man was given this freedom because he or she is made in the likeness of God for the purpose of enabling God's full expression in the world. What does that mean? It means that we are a part of the network of God. Imagine, just as a picture, you are a cell in God's body. Yes? And if you look at cells in your own body, they seemingly are disconnected from each other. And they have their own personalities, if you will, and they go off and do things independent of each other. That is how we exist in the body of God. Where on, a, on this level, we look separate, but on a godly level, we are actually one entity. Yes, with different characteristics and traits, Yes, with different jobs and roles within the body of God, but still all making up the body of God. Yes, like you have red blood cells, you have white blood cells, you have you have your mucous membrane, you have your pancreas, you have your yeah, you have all of these different faculties that are you. This finger and this finger, this finger, they're all separate, but they're all still a part of your body. Yeah? You follow me so far? I hope you're not following me. I'm breaking it down because you know it's better that way um so um god must come through a vehicle that is equipped with the capability of unlimited potential that is you and me yeah unfortunately man not understanding his or her role and nature yeah misuses this faculty meaning misuses this power to have free will yes 
It is given to us that we may ignore the impulses of the lower part of our being and thus controlling it. Yes? But instead, we capitulate to it, meaning we bow to it. Yeah? Uh, we, hold on. We capitulate to it and use our freedom to disobey the laws of God. Watch this. Now listen to me, because this is not a Bible perspective. So I want you lot to listen good. The resolution of the apparent conflict between divine law and the freedom of the will eludes man because of the popular belief born of immaturity that laws are somehow some restrictive thing or bad thing. Yeah? You know, we all be like, oh, why can't I just be free? Why do I got to be like this? Why do I have to live under this law? Why do I got to operate like that? Why do I have to move like this? Oh, I just want to be free. Listen, that thinking is born out of immaturity. Yes? Why? Watch this. The conflict is resolved as soon as it is realized that divine law is not a set of rules, moral or otherwise, but the understanding of the undeniable interrelationship and interdependence between things. Yes? Ignore them in your decision-making process, declaration of your will, and you will fail. Observe them and you must succeed. Yes? Now let me break this down even just a little bit more. Just so you understand. What this book is saying is that there is a law to the existence of our life. Yes? And if you ignore those laws, you, you, you fail in having a successful life. A.K.A. A heavenly existence. What kind of laws are you talking about, Mikhail? Well, one simple one that we can observe is one day you can be like, well, why do I have to breathe in? Why do I have to breathe? I want to breathe no more. I hate the fact that I have to just wake up and breathe. Why? Fuck that. I don't want to, I don't want to breathe no more. I just want to live my life. Why do I have to take in oxygen and give it back? Do you get what I'm saying? It's that kind of attitude that we have for other divine laws that are not so clearly as imperative as breathing. But it's a bit like saying that the day you decide that you don't want to, you know, like you want to be a, a, a rogue and stop breathing, you'll die. This book is saying that there are other divine laws just like breathing that we choose to disobey that is actually the thing that is ruining our life what divine what other divine laws could they be like the process of of uh culturing food respecting seasons yes the laws of livestock and husbandry. Yes? Some of the laws that have been... Uh, like, the, like you should not be able to get certain fruits all year round. That's a disrespect of a divine law. Therefore, when you eat a certain fruit, for example, in the wrong part of the year, it can actually have negative effects on you. The same with any other piece of food. Because there is a law surrounding its growth, its production, and its life in you. Does that make sense? So, the reason why I brought this up is because on the subject of sacrifice, family, if we are, t- it, for sacrifices to be something that we walk towards or something that we look forward to participating in, we must be able to understand beyond our own uh, imagination, our own intellect, and our own um, 
human desires. Because if we are just existing on those places alone, it will be very hard for us, one, to grasp the, uh, the importance of divine law, and two, the importance and imperative need for making sacrifices to attain spiritual growth, thus attaining that which you seek to exist in, which is heaven. Just give me some signal if you're feeling what I'm saying so far, if you're, if you're understanding what I'm saying so far. If you want me to reiterate it or repeat myself, I think it's also very important to repeat yourself, break things down. And I like being probed by questions so that I can dig deeper into even what I'm saying right now. So give me some signal. Let me know what you're thinking. Yeah. But there are divine laws. Yes. Almost like, like if you can look at a hand, like a handbook for how you can, how you relate with the world around you. Like, like what the sun does for you and to you. And what the sun represents in terms of energetic relationship. Then the moon. Yes. If you, there is nothing that you, for example, watch this, watch this. There is nothing that you can see with your physical or mind's eye. Yes? Or feel on your body that does not relate to you. And does not have an effect on you. Therefore, you cannot persist in ignorance of not knowing and overstanding yeah something because that for example we should we should take serious time to understand our relationship with the sun and the moon why because we experience them daily yes also water because we experience it daily oxygen because we experience it daily nature it is everywhere these are the kind of things that we need to take full um, um, studyship in. We need to become studious in these things. Why? Because we relate with them in every second of our lives. And relating with them and understanding them will help you understand divine law, which will help you detach from some of the things that are actually proving to be the thing that is holding you back from achieving the heaven you know you deserve. Truth, love, peace, freedom, happiness, health, wealth. You are currently the agent of your hell. Through both your ignorance and both what you choose to not let go of in your selfish desires. Yes, it's kind of like a child when, you know, we've been given a piece of meat to eat, but then chocolate comes out. You want to hold the chicken and eat the chocolate. You get what I'm trying to say? You want to hold on to the last thing, but also get the new thing. Or you only got one hand or you only got two hands. You ever seen a child trying to eat everything and they only got two hands? Selfish. They haven't understood the principle of sacrifice. And this is the most annoying conversation to have with your physical body. The most frustrating conversation to have with your emotional body. And the most complicated and intricate thing, conversation to have with your mental body. It can only be had on a spiritual level. Because all the other levels cannot comprehend why I would give up something that I actually love, that I actually like, that actually makes me feel good, that actually presents somewhat of a positive vibration in my life. Why the hell do I have to give that up? It makes no sense when you're operating from these levels 
Most of us can't even give up the things that are toxic to us. Like, most of us don't even know how to give up the things that actually make us feel bad. Like, bad relationships, toxic relationships, or behaviours and activities and habits that actually pull us further into toxic vibrations. Most of us don't even know how to give up, sacrifice those. But I'm talking about being in a place where you can look at something that is good and right for you on at least your first three levels, energetic levels, meaning your physical state, your physical, your emotional and your mental. And you can look at that thing and give it up because you know it is not complementary with your spiritual path. That is fuck. That is deep. And you can hear the frustration in my voice, family, because this is a revelation that I'm having in my own personal life. And I'm and I'm dealing with it. You understand? It's a revelation. And it goes back to this mantra, heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility. And once truth comes to you, it's your responsibility to act in accordance with the truth that you have now found. It's not easy, but it's simple. I had the discussion with my gut yesterday. It was craving curry goat, but causes drama. Yo, fam. On the smallest level, that happens to all of us. And it happens to you every day. But I'm talking now, we're talking about now a heavenly existence, family. This is what we're talking about. Now, some sacrifices make more sense than others. For example, yeah? I, as a 30-year-old man, born and raised in London, I have a certain level of comfortability being in London because it's my stomping ground. I was born there. I know everything about it. I know people know me from all up and down the, the country. I, my, all my money, I get money, you know, very simply there. I know I built myself up. But knowing where I needed to go in my life, knowing what my purpose is in life, I sacrificed those things to be and live in the motherland. Does that make sense? Yes. And that sacrifice is now has now come with uh, so much blessings that I couldn't get sitting in London with my arms folded and crossed. It's come with the blessings. It's come with the blessings that I prayed for. But because I was willing to sacrifice a comfortable, somewhat comfortable uh, life in London, it means that I was afforded um, much abundance and um, new privileges and new blessings in the in the newer place. Now, similarly, guys, there's other things that is harder to sacrifice, but once it comes to your psyche, you know that it must be done for your spiritual growth. Sacrifice, sacrifice, family, is the initiation into spiritual enlightenment so if you're out there and you are if you are wanting to know you know how to and you know how to initiate yourself into spiritual wisdom because you may not have a tradition that you're rooted in that provides you with the correct classroom to take you on your spiritual journey fine if you want to know what you can initiate yourself what will initiate you into spiritual wisdom growth and abundance it is sacrifice yes it is sacrifice and it's usually sacrificing the closest thing to your heart for something that will bring you even closer to your heart aka your God center yes Wow, that's crazy. We have to marinate on that one. Because, again, when you look at it from these levels, it can seem like the antithesis of, you know, positive things to do. But sacrifice, 
This is why fasting happens. This is why abstinence happens. This is why separation happens. This is why the cutting, the shedding of blood, yes, circumcision and yada 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 happens. It's all for spiritual growth. And this is something that African people have known. The shedding of one's blood as spiritual sacrifices. Yes, because the shedding of one's blood, your blood is the life force, like life force energy runs through your blood. Yes, life force energy runs through your blood. So when you are ready to shed blood, yes, for that which you are trying to spiritually elevate yourself to, you are granted access because you're saying, I'm willing to give my life to be renewed in life, in my real life, which is your spiritual life. Your spiritual life. That's the real life. That's the real life. And I find it quite funny when religious people scorn, yes, Africa for doing this to this day. To this day. When the most, the biggest, watch this. The biggest sell of Jesus Christ. The biggest marketing, you know, uh, statement of Jesus Christ was that he gave shed his blood so that the world can be renewed in life he did it on purpose like yo snitch on me so these lot can hang me on a cross do it I need you to go and betray me so that we can get to this point where I can be nailed, blah, 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 and my blood can be shed so that the world can be renewed. So how is it that you're still frowning upon the practices of Africans if you, like anyone who really follows Christ should actually be so deeply in love with African spirituality and practices? Because as it stands, it is the only one that is in full alignment with what is actually written in sacred texts such as the Bible. As it stands, I mean living practices, not the word like thou shalt not kill that. No, living, living. So, sacrifice. Would she says, Danny says, would sacrifice then be followed by resurrection? Absolutely. As absolutely, let's look up this word resurrection. Yeah, if I can spell it correctly, re resurrection. And before I look at it, re resurrection to me, resurgence, it's a resurge, resurrect. So it's a re it's a re-erection. So technically every morning I resurrect from my sleep. Right? So resurrection, the action or fact of resurrecting a being or uh or being resurrected. Okay. You just what? That doesn't even make sense. Hold on. The revitalization or revival of something. There we go. There we go. Yes. So resurrection means the revitalization or revival of something. Yes. In the root word, in the etymology of um, resurrection, you have the word rise again. Resurgence. That's what resurrection means. And so if you are on your route to spiritual enlightenment, and you are seeking to be refreshed. Yes, sacrifice absolutely leads to resurrection. Because what happens 
Especially because what happens with sacrifice is if you are if you are willfully sacrificing something, yes, it means that you are willfully going into pain. That means that the lessons that that pain produces, you are right here ready to learn them, ready to absorb and accept the lessons that pain produces. All sacrifices produce an element of pain, whether that be pain on flesh, pain in mental, pain on your emotional, whatever. All on these bodies below the spirit, sacrifices produces pain on all levels. And what that allows you to do is once you make the sacrifice willfully, it means that you are able to learn the lessons that you need to learn because you are present. I'm willfully making this sacrifice on the on the road to spiritual growth and empowerment. Yeah? So I'm making the sacrifice. Boom. Therefore, you will be resurrected. That resurgence of self, that resurgence of understanding, of alignment. Sacrifices are often made to put yourself in alignment with where you are trying to energetically walk to. Does that make sense? Yes? So, absolutely, absolutely, resurrection and sacrifice are one in the same. Not one in the same, but I feel like they go they go hand in hand in that in that instance. But today it's been on my mind to talk about such things. Sacrifice. Because that is something we do not speak about. That is something that even us who are um I guess Willfully trying to spiritually grow We find a way to make everything suit our comfortability Even on our spiritual journey When truthfully We can't gain a new world and hold on to this world Simultaneously And that is a very deep revelation that all of us need to start to swallow. Let me say that again. Because I'm looking at myself. We can't create a new world whilst holding on to the old one. Hold on. Fuck the world for a second. You can't create a new self. Because, hey, watch this. I know you might not be worried about you ain't worried about creating a new world, but I know you are definitely interested in creating a better self for your life experience. And I'm saying you can't create a new self whilst holding on to the old one. You can't create a new self whilst holding on to the old one. I'm just going to keep saying that. You can't create a new self while holding on to your old self. You have to make a sacrifice A decision first and foremost That's in line with your intentions And allow your intentions Which pierces through every layer Of your earthly being Allow your intentions To create the thoughts Which will create the actions Which will lead you to the change That you need to make in your fleshly reality You cannot Create a new self whilst holding on to your old self. Something has to give. Something has to budge. Something has to make way. You have to let go to allow in.
have to let go. You have to let go. The letting go is the painful process. It is like detaching yourself from the womb of your mother. It is like it is like being cast out of the womb, the umbilical cord, the incubator of your life. Imagine sitting nine months in the womb of your mother, then feeling like it's time to leave. Imagine, watch this, in the womb of your mother, the only life you know is water. The only the only way you know how to even breathe is water. The only existence you know is water. The only food you know is through the umbilical cord. The only vibration you understand is that which your mother gives you. Imagine knowing you have to fucking leave that place. Do you know how scary that is? Do you know how scary that is? What am I going to eat? How am I going to survive? Where will I find my love? Where will I have nourishment? How will I how will I succeed? Who will carry me now? How will I walk? How will I This space is too huge. What am I supposed to do? It's like being evicted, Danny. What am I supposed to do? That is where you find God. That is where you are provided with all the tools you're going to need to continue life. That is where you get to see what you are made of. And as you are, as you've made your sacrifice, as you've left that environment, as you've given up your only source of food, your only source of nourishment, your only source of comfort, your only source of love, your only source of abundance, your only source of knowledge, empowerment, yes, your only source of leisure, entertainment, your only room, your only house, as you give it all up, you are now brought into a new existence and every single thing is replaced but now in line with who you have now desired to become because the life force that is in the sperm that is in the fetus yes embryo that is in the child that is born, that is in the adult and in the elder, that life force is always knowing what is going on. So even as the sperm grew into the fetus that allowed it to take nourishment from the mother, the intelligence within it still knew there is more. The intelligence within that fetus, within that sperm cell, knows that there is more. And I must persist in going through this channel of experience to arrive at that place. The womb is not it anymore. For nine months, it was it. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But that's it. It's done. And just like that, you are in this world. There are ways in which you are living. Things that you are holding on to. Habits, people, places, things, ways of being, thinking, culturing. Yes, that are no longer sufficient for your growth. And because you are relying on your human intellect, 
Yes, you are re relying on your academia. Yes, your somewhat knowledge of theology to help you understand what is is absolutely divine. You are failing to make the necessary steps to move towards that which you know and feel inside of you you are being called to move towards and what is going to happen fam is it's going to become increasingly difficult for you it's going to become increasingly difficult for you to continue the lie because the voices will get louder the energy around what you must do will get louder and if you have some sort of wisdom you will start to see everything around you pointing in the direction of what you must do and your life will literally be like a living hell you know they hell hell you know what they say hell is hell is a repetition a continue a perpetual burning in fire yes that is a metaphor for being stuck in the same existence not going and constantly being hit time after time after time again because you refuse to allow yourself to elevate that's what hell is it's not below the ground it's below you it's the lowest form of energy that's why hell is down there. It's animalistic. It's the guy with the horns. It's the pitchfork. It's the fire. Fire comes from here. Passion. You will be burned. And a lot of us are burning right now. We are burning fam. A lot of us are, are burning right now. We're experiencing hell because we refuse to listen. We refuse to listen. Me included. That's why this is a difficult conversation to have. Because I'm absolutely in this mix. You get what I'm saying? So... But the truth is the truth. Whether I like, look, I'm telling you something that I don't want to hear. But it's still the truth. I haven't mastered it, but it's still the truth. What can I do? You might not know how to breathe, but you gotta learn. You gotta learn that shit or die. What, just because you don't know how to breathe, now oxygen's got a Go through your ass or your ears instead. You gotta eat oxygen. You better learn how to breathe or die. And this is what I'm saying. It's about learning how to listen to spirit. And what spirit is telling you, man. How do I observe spirit, Mikhail? How do I observe messages of the spirit? The one thing, you remember I said earlier, the only thing that can operate outside of divine law is you, is your will. Therefore, the things that man creates, the more and more you obsess over things that man creates, is the more and more you'll be further away from having spiritual wisdom and understanding is the more and more you'll be further away from understanding this thing that we call God is the more and more you will not be able to understand when spirit is communicating with you yes because we can be deceived by the inventions of man because man has the power to go against divine law because man is God in flesh we must take ourselves away from manly perverted things. Yes, manly perverted things. So if you want to get in touch with spirit, 
and start to understand what spirit is communicating with you, you must place yourself around nature. What do you mean, Mikhail? First and foremost, the nature you must place yourself in is yourself. Yes? Yourself without your name. Yourself without your environment. Yourself without your ears pierced, your tattoos, your clothes, your money. Understanding yourself from outside of the world, your worldly perceptions of yourself. So not the person staring back at the mirror. The person staring back at the mirror is what you've invented. Yes? I'm talking about the self that you can't see. I think there's a reason why humans are not can't see themselves. With your eyes, you can't see your own face. I think there's a reason for that. Yes? You're supposed to go into self. Close your eyes. Yes? And observe yourself. Observe your actions. Observe how you talk. Observe how something triggers you. Observe how something makes you feel. Observe of reoccur- observe reoccurring patterns in your life, in your behavior, in the people you attract. All of these things will help you observe the nature of you. Yes? Start to ask yourself questions about your behavior, about your beliefs, where they come from. About why you do something this way and not that way. And about your your passions. Your passion is a huge indicator of your nature. Yes? And often our passions can be usurped by worldly creations. Are you following me? What does Mikkel mean by that? Sometimes our passions can be usurped by worldly creations. Meaning, I am an artist. I make music. I'm a recording artist, yeah? And I have a passion, really? My passion is to heal people using my energy. That is my passion. Yes? That is my passion. And I've stumbled on music as a tool to do that with. Now, I didn't understand that before, that that was my passion. I thought my passion was just for making music and, 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 you know, being a music artist. And that's how the worldly creations usurp spiritual things. People start to chase money instead of purpose. People start to look for likes instead of look for uh, uh, revelations and how they are able to change people's life. Does that make sense? So... We have to get in touch with nature to understand what spirit is communicating with us. Secondly, observe the natural world around you. Why? Having a plant in your house will help you always relate with the truth of life. I.e. having something being grounded, rooted, the interdependence in, in flowers Yes The interdependence In something Even in the same pot They grow differently One needs more light One needs this That and the third Does that make sense? Observing the natural world Around you Will help you Communicate with spirit Guys I'm being given The countdown Because it seems like I've been on here For an hour But today The conversation And I think The theme of this week Is Sacrifice It's 1313 over here which um, means the ancestors are present and I want you lot to think about that man tapping into divine law so you can understand how you need to get out of your way mentally, emotionally and physically thank you lot for listening man, big up yourselves please donate um to my GoFundMe page to allow me to produce more content on spiritual health. Click the link in my bio to do that and support. I thank you for tuning in and blessing me with your ears and your energy. Too High To Go Hell is still in full effect. So log on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor to hear more uh, spiritual health podcasts, man. Bless up, peace in.
Wagwan family, thank you for tuning in and staying locked to the Midnight Podcast. Too Had To Go Hell is a year-long creative expression in the form of audio podcasts, music, albums, literature, poetry, visuals, all talking on the subject of spiritual health. I believe that spiritual health is one of the most important conversations that we need to have as a generation moving into a new decade. And so I've dedicated all my creative outlets to this conversation. Please, guys, if you'd love to support um, the work that I'm doing and to support me in continuing this conversation, please visit worldchangerlife.com and support me on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, buy the clothing, man, donate money, and just share what you feel that you like, man. This is all about sharing energy, man. Either way, man, thank you for tuning in, man. I really appreciate your ears, man. Let's get back to more high programming. Hey!